GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Hey everybody, welcome to the GameZilla Podcast. I'm your host, Grimlock the Dino. And with me remotely, well not with me, but remotely, I have my team, the audio producer, the man, the myth, the legend, the slickest boy I know, Butterboy! That's me. My heart is clogging further and further as I continue to ingest copious amounts of butter because when I was prepping for quarantine lockdown... Uh, I bought uh, $300 worth of butter products and butter substitute. So everything's got butter on it. <laughs> you, I mean, you knew what was important. You knew, you I, knew what I had you a butter salad for dinner. That's right. All right. And then of course I have, uh, our video producer, the, uh, the man behind the, uh, screens that puts all this artwork together and helps us even get all this remote access working here. Let's give it up for player one, Miggy. What's up? You know, I just noticed something. Your your chin is looking awfully nude, uh, Deadite. I, ah, I, I just, I just, thank just you for noticing. It. Most people have neglected it. I talked with my own father in my driveway hour, and my wife pointed out that I went back to the mutton chops I rocked as a younger man, and he yeah. goes, oh, yeah, huh, didn't notice. <laughs> I noticed it earlier and didn't say anything, but I didn't notice I, it. I've had a beard since 2011, and yeah. very few people have noticed. But thank you for thank you for respecting the mutton chops. They're back. Oh yeah, gotta respect the chops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to episode 309 of the Gamesville Podcast, brought to you by our patrons, our supporters at Patreon.com/slash/GamesvilleMedia. Um, obviously. All of us here at GameZilla understand that funds are tight for a lot of people right now, but if you have even just $1 per month that you can spare, send it to your boys here at GameZilla who are keeping you entertained while you're locked in your house or while you're uh, going to your essential job, we would appreciate it immensely. Go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media and start your patronage today. That $1 a month will get you access to the State of the Zilla podcast, which is only available on Patreon, and that's a collaboration across many of the different shows and hosts throughout the GameZilla Media Network, covering uh, topics that aren't covered on any of our other regular shows. And of course, I talk about it every week. The real value is at that $5 exclusive content level where every show from the GameZilla Media Network puts out at least one free podcast per month. That's not free. One exclusive podcast there per month. It's only available, patreon.com. It's not available on uh, on Spotify or iTunes or anything like that. Like, uh, you know, must or bust. That's what we throw down, telling you what games you should and should not buy every single month. And that's uh, only available to our $5 patrons at patreon.com slash Media. All right. And remember, if you are listening to this on one of our outlets, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you listen to these shows, not only would we like you to subscribe there and leave us a five-star review and help us grow on those channels, but if you want to watch this in its raw form, you want to get some extra entertainment out of it, then you want to tune into Mixer.com slash Media, where we do the show live every Monday night starting around 7.30 p.m. So make sure that you check that out if you get a chance. Um, other than that, I think it's time to get into the news. Oh, 
Oh, you broke up at the last second. You really had it going. I think this was your best one yet. And then and then yeah. technology failed you. All right, I'm going to give you one more opportunity. Go. Technology is not his friend today. Anyways, we're getting into the news. We don't have all of our audio drops. We're not in the studio. We don't have our fancy soundboard like we normally do. But here we go. We're getting into the news. Topic number one. <laughs> Facebook Gaming has come out and decided to launch, I think, a little a little bit ahead of uh, schedule, its new Facebook Gaming app. Uh, and it has come out on the Android platform and soon to be available on iOS once Apple is finished with its approval process. But as of today, you can go download it on an Android device. And Miggy and I have already done so so that we could talk a little bit more about this app. But um, before we do, we just wanted to kind of um, put this into perspective what they're trying to do. Facebook gaming has been something that's been... It's been around for a little while, but but it hasn't really ever felt like it was like mainstream. It does, never felt like it was was pri- priority to Facebook. It was always just a secondary thing that was kind of hidden. It was clunky to find streamers. It was hard to to really gain exposure as a streamer out there. Um, and so this is that first step that we're starting to see Facebook kind of take the gaming and and that streaming aspect and take it a little more seriously. So. Um, they're making that big push into the gaming, um, gaming realm here, right in the time of the coronavirus lockdowns. Uh, on Monday, the social media giant launched a dedicated mobile app called Facebook Gaming Worldwide, where people will be able to create and watch live gameplay. Uh, the move sees Facebook taking on the likes of Amazon's, Twitch, Google's YouTube, and Microsoft's Mixer. The app has already been available for testing in Southeast Asia and Latin America for the last 18 months. So that's the thing. This is not beta this has been tested uh in some of their bigger in some of their bigger markets when it comes to streaming because they because they launched facebook gaming first outside of the u.s so um but it offers a similar experience to the gaming tab on facebook's website and lets users broadcast themselves to watch a streamer playing games instead this is a nice feature because before this you had to use the facebook app and watching a streamer was a little bit again a little clunky a little just a little weird um this does give you a little bit more of that twitch feel that twitch app feel that mixer app feel but um it it does have some interesting issues so far i would say um especially for an app that's been been tested for 18 months and now we're you know we're getting it day one and we're thinking day one but it's hard to really give say this app is day one when you have 18 you know over a year of testing in other markets. So for now, Facebook isn't including ads in the app for monetization. Uh, it's pretty limited. It does, however, let people earn money with what they call stars, which is equivalent to embers or bits or whatever you want to talk in the other platforms. Um, usually, you know, one one star is a penny. Think of it that way. A hundred, so, so whatever, uh, which lets fans make one-time payments and the company says it will explore more monetized options over time. What I did read on a different article is that they're talking about because they're not going to run ads, they want to take more of the share of, of, of revenue off of stars than they normally would. And I don't know if I like that. 
So already, if you go buy bits, embers, whatever, if you buy $50, you're not getting $50 equal. You're getting $39, and 11 of that's going to whoever. And now, you know, Facebook's saying that they want to do that more, maybe even a little more aggressive than they were. Um, I think stars is the weakest uh, currency out of all of them. I think a lot of people are confused about what it is because a lot of people are confused when they watch someone stream on Facebook. They just think they're watching a video on Facebook because we've done it for years. And so to watch someone live, they don't think about how they can support them as easy as say when you're on Twitch and you can throw that free $5 sub or you can throw some bits because they explain to you better what they are. You know, I think, I think Twitch probably has the best uh, set up right now when it comes to that. But, um, like I said, the, the, the app is available on the Google Play Store. That's where we downloaded it. And then it'll be, uh, be coming out at a later date for iOS. Facebook lags behind Twitch and YouTube when it comes to live video game broadcasts. So for the first three months of 2020, the firm's game streaming platform clocked in around 554 million hours of viewing time. At first, I was like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. And then I read that uh, YouTube has 1.1 billion. I was like, okay, so, you know, that's half. Not still, you know. I mean, that's YouTube, right? Like, okay. And then I read 3.1 billion for Twitch. And that's when I started to realize, oh, yeah, you're like Sprint. You're way behind. <laughs> you're, you're way out there. You're, you're, you're number three, maybe, but like number three in like another galaxy. Um, but yeah, so that, that was according for research from Streamlabs and Stream Hatchet. But uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it is interesting that uh, that information came through. Um, the company says that over 700 million of its users already interact with gaming content on the main Facebook app. And it's hoping to gain considerable traction through the Facebook gaming, uh, especially as coronavirus pandemic and government lockdowns have forced people around the world to shelter in place. Okay, so that's the article, right? Now we can get into our talk piece here. First of all, 700 million out of their 2.5 billion users. So not even not even half have have. Part have taken part in a gaming experience. They don't even say streaming. They call it users already interact with gaming content. Like so, that's that's broad. Okay, like what is gaming content? Because like I can just you know share a YouTube video that's and say the word gaming in in my Facebook post. Does that count? You know I don't know. So seven hundred million and. That confuses me because you're telling me you only had 554 million hours viewed, and I know those the number might be like a like a forever number versus like the first three months, but I don't know if you have 700 million users that interacted with gaming. You're telling me that in theory that each user doesn't generate one hour of gaming content viewership. That's you know, that's a flag for me right there. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Uh, that that doesn't, doesn't just, just a little. Just the a math doesn't really add up to me there. Again, that that maybe because they use the word gaming content and they don't say game streaming like they did in the numbers above. So again, it, you know, the the article and the clear the the stat the statistics might be a little off, but still, it, it drew me. It made me wonder what, what's going on there. Um, this app, I don't know if it's really going to be a huge help for them, honestly. Um, 
My problem with Facebook is that it's too clunky. It, it feels Facebook feels old, and Facebook instead of trying to figure out how to to revolutionize like itself, it just keeps fragmenting itself off. And so like now I have like a Facebook for business page, I have a Facebook page, I have a Facebook Messenger, I have a I have Facebook Gaming. I have four apps now that are that are from Facebook on my phone. That's that's stupid. It just is it's it's too much. And though I though I in in the short couple hours that I've used this app, I feel like it's not bad. Uh, I streamed on it for about three minutes just to test it, and you know, and, and people lost their minds thinking I was leaving Mixer and and that I was going to Facebook. That, that's not what's happening. I'm just I need to understand what I'm talking about so I don't sound like a complete jackass. So I streamed um, Gears Pop for like three minutes, and I couldn't even see people talking to me. <laughs> I had a, I had a Facebook Live icon that, that's that if I touched it I could end my Facebook Live. And I was like, all right, yeah, I streamed for three minutes. Nobody, nobody came. And then I went to the computer and I looked at the post and everyone's like, what's this? You're leaving Mixer? What's this? How come you're here? Grim, talk to me. Like all this stuff. And I was like, when this all happened in the first 45 seconds of me streaming, I never saw it. This is the problem with some of the streaming functionality of Facebook is that A, that's bad if you're going to let people stream from their device. They need to see it. They need to see the interaction. And then, on top of it, your delay is just god awful on Facebook. So the, you know, I have we have people on Mixer that come do their talk shows on Mixer. They stream their gaming on Facebook. They do the talk show because they literally can't do the talk show on Facebook because the delay is too bad. And they can't interact with the chat the way they need to. So... Facebook has some work to do, and a little a little Facebook gaming app that's been in development for eighteen months or testing for eighteen months that was this that was this clunky, and let's be honest, the uh, video quality was that bad because it was. You can go you can go to Grim Grim Ladino on Facebook and you can watch my Gears Pop video and be like, why does it look like I'm watching? Just I don't know. Not <laughs> it was it was the most choppy pixelated garbage I've seen. Look better than mine. Mine looked better than yours, but but graphically, <laughs> my game wasn't as intense as yours. So, Miggy, let's slide it to you because you had the experience today. What did you think of the app? And you also had some streaming experience with it today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I jumped in and tried to stream it. And um, now I've, I've had the ability. I've messed around with um, with um, Streamlabs. Um, the, the app. So. Yeah, the, the app, the Streamlabs app, yeah. OBS app. Yeah, so I was, you know, you, uh, had something to compare it to. Jump, jumping on there, it was easy to set up, get going, link it to link it to the account. That part was easy. Um, and then just, uh, I like it. The one thing I do like about it is you can create your dedicated list of games that you want to boot just in that app instead of having to go search for the games in in your uh, in your phone and then press it and then go live. You can just add it to a list, which that's one thing I like. Um, but just looking at the quality, I sat here, I sat in front of my computer and watched the stream so I could see the comments because I knew what to expect from using the OB, the uh, Streamlabs OBS app. So I could see it um, and I can like interact with the chat if I was doing a live stream. It looked horrible. I mean, it's like I was watching something in like, like, like one one twenty p or something. I mean, <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. So I was like, you know what? Maybe because I'm connected with the two point four gigahertz signal, um, maybe you know, maybe if I up it to the five, that might help. Nope, it did not. It, it, it did not. Um, 
so I could still, um, you know, see the chat. I was talking to the chat because the and this is one thing I don't like about um, and I think it's the phone limitations. Um, Android, it doesn't record your interior, uh, the interior audio, so it uses the mic on your on your phone to capture the audio from the game. So that's how I'm able to chat, like use my voice and chat with the uh, with the chat <laughs> people who's watching the stream now on iPhones because the way iPhones are designed. Um, it's going to be a better experience for sound quality. So um, that's one thing I did learn from slobs. But I have to say, if um, if this is something that, that you're interested in when this rolls out, if they don't fix this bug, uh, Streamlabs OBS might be the way to go if you really want to stream to uh, to Facebook. It's a better experience, better quality. Yeah, and at first I was on board with the thought that... Um that this was day one and they, you know, they're going to work through some of these bugs and stuff. But then I started to read that they had 18 months of development and testing. And I'm like, what did no one give you feedback that like there, there's some major issue. There's some major things being lacking from here. You know, I can't, you, you're advertising. I can go live anywhere. So like you had the advantage of sitting right in front of your computer, going live on your phone and using your computer as the way to see the chat. That is not a viable solution to, mm, to being nope. able to interact with your chat. So why, you know, why is that not a thing? And um, I just thought, because when you go live, a little bubble pops down from the top of the screen, like basically alerting you. So I thought mm-hmm. everybody, every time somebody talked, I might get that a bubble might drop down from the top of the screen and show and show me so that then I could, ver- you know, audibly react to it and. I was like, oh, nobody talked to me until I signed off. And then I saw I had 16 messages and I was like, oh, well, that's a problem. So I don't know. The the app is, uh, like you said, the adding the games and stuff, it's really slick. You, you go and you say, I want to go live. This is what game do you mm-hmm. want to pick. And then it you, you hit add game. It, it starts, it generates a list of everything on your phone. You pick it, it adds it, and it keeps it there for the next time you want to use it. That's, I, I do. I thought that was really done well. Uh, done well. But um, I think for a for a for an app that clearly was designed even longer than eighteen months ago, and then has been tested within their their major markets, Facebook Gaming's major markets for eighteen months, this is mm-hmm. not a good showing. And you know, a lot of people are saying this got released early because of the COVID nineteen crisis, and you know, people wanting to view. They think they have an opportunity for people to jump on this and view. Uh, you know, have some more viewership, maybe. And if that's the case, then then cool. But um, if it's not ready, then maybe you shouldn't do that because people nah. can people can already watch the content on Facebook through the Facebook app. So here I am with yet another Facebook app on my phone that doesn't run well, similar to Facebook for Business, similar to like again, like it just. And I think, and I, I bring up Facebook for Business, which I believe has pretty much been eliminated at this point, and they they have integrated a lot of that into the new face, just the standard Facebook app, finally. But for the longest time, if I wanted to control something on Grim the Dino or Gamezilla Media's account, I had to use a separate app because I couldn't do the stuff I needed to do as the business, um, you know, through the standard app. So it's just, it's just frustrating to me to watch them when we were expecting something big we were expecting them to kind of uh overhaul their environment and 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 take the streaming aspect not i don't want to say gaming the streaming live content creation that's going on on facebook Mm 
doesn't even have to be gaming. Beyond everything. You're working out, you're, you're cooking, you're showing uh, art skills, you're, you're teaching photography, whatever it is. Because you know it's all going on there. That's why Facebook groups are such an important thing. That you would, you would build this new platform. And we've talked about it for YouTube and we've talked about it for Facebook. They both desperately need it as Twitch continues to just be this Goliath that just towers over them. That can sit there and do so many things wrong and yet continue to grow viewership, continue to grow revenue, and you're just sitting there, I don't know what you're doing. I, I don't understand why you're not tr- like at least publicly talking about a little bit more what you're working on so that people can have a little bit of hope and not just feel like, oh, well, this is dead in the water. And so... You know, even Mixer just recently, and I and I love Mixer, right? We're on Mixer. We get we get a lot of a lot of people like to hate on Mixer as, as being the little guy, but yeah, on Mixer they just came out with some some refresh and talking about these new things and adding stuff across the board for everybody, but then also adding features for partners, and then you know we're seeing um, quality tweaks happening almost more regularly now. I can't say that about YouTube gaming or Facebook gaming. I went into okay, all right. I'll, I'll be. I'll finish this. I want. I want to get Dead Eye in on a few comments here. I know it's not a big topic for him, but I want him to chime in. I went into a friend that was streaming on Facebook gaming, and I wanted to give him some stars because I like to. I'm Mixer. I support everybody with embers. You know, I get a lot of embers. I want to support people with embers, and I went in. I wanted to give him some stars, so I bought some stars. Not super bad. It wasn't complicated. I got some stars and I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to throw some stars at them. And it says, okay, here, how many stars you want to throw? And then they have like photo, like like little images, GIFs, right? L- little things. And I'm like, okay, let me find a cool one. And I scroll down and there's like 15 options and they look like, no offense, they look like a five-year-old made them. They all look like garbage, man. I'm like... I just, so, like, we talked about it last night. I had a really good stream, and we had a lot of stuff come through, and I got to watch some really cool, like, dragon animations and all sorts of stuff happen in stream. I went, I was like, is there a dragon in here? So I'm scrolling. I found a dragon. It looked like a turd. I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding you. If you haven't looked at these things, go on, go find someone's, I don't care who, streaming on Facebook. Click the stars and just scroll, and look at these images. They look like someone sketched them, like, on on the back of a, I don't know, a notebook. And there was like, okay, cool. Let me just take a photo of that. Uh, upload that. There you go. There's your image. I don't know. They look horrible. Like how are the, how has that not been updated? Like that, that is like the simplest thing. How has that not been updated? Cause that's part of it. If you're going to give me the ability to send an image that maybe ties to the streamer or has some sort of connection to me or whatever, like, I get excited about that. That encourages me to spend money. That encourages me to, to, to support because I want to see an ember dragon fly through the chat and land on a bunch of embers and wrap its tail around it and breathe fire. I want to see that because it's cool. I don't want to see a stick man that this is his animation where he just he just moves like an inch up and down. Like, hey, look at me. Give me five, Give me $5 worth of stars and you can see this on the chat. No, I'm I'm shaking it more for five bucks. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Anyways, Deadite. I don't know if you got a chance to even mess with this app, but but if you did, what what do you got? What do you got for this topic? 
So, yeah, I can approach it from the other side where I hopped in your stream because I got alerted because I follow your, you know, back when you were streaming some on Facebook. I obviously still Never follow happened. that page. Never happened. And so the alert popped up right away. And I knew what you were doing because I knew what we were going to talk about tonight. So I was like, well, let me hop in and watch this where everyone else was in a panic thinking you were bailing on Mixer. I knew you were doing research. <laughs> and... Uh, I hopped in and I was like, good Lord, am I watching this on my staticky 13 inch TV from when I was 10 years old? Yes. Like, like it was so, the quality was so pixelated and bad. I was like, who would watch on this? Because here's the thing. What do you, don't you have a pixel four? It's not like you're, it's not like you're streaming on some ghetto old phone. Like you're streaming on uh, you were running that off a nice cell phone so and you have good internet connection so there's no reason so i knew it was not a limitation of your hardware or your network that was an application limitation where it looked like garbage so right there that that sucked and you know yeah right away you were you were following up with the comments afterwards saying like oh i couldn't see on that sort of stuff and so one of the big things that makes watching streamers really fun especially um you know, when streamers are able to interact with people, you know, like I understand, yeah, you go watch someone that has a hundred thousand viewers. They're not doing a ton of interacting with people, but at least for us and our friends and a lot of the streamers, we watch being part of that community, interacting, getting to know that streamer, that streamer getting to know to you and the, the other people on the stream is part of the reason that streaming is fun to participate in, whether you're a viewer or you're a streamer. So yeah. to me, that that was also insane that you that you would have to have, you know, it's cool that you could, boom, you were up streaming a mobile game on your phone, like pretty simply, but at the same time, having to then have it up on your computer to manage the chat, it seems like you'd have to be a better alert, uh, alert system or something like that. And, you know, not, not to go too deep down the rabbit hole, because par- part of the concerns about the whole Facebook thing is I don't go to Facebook to watch gaming. It, no offense to anyone that streams there. Gamezilla streamed there for a long time. Uh, when I go to Facebook, I'm trying to scroll past people saying hateful things about people that don't agree with them. I'm just trying to scroll past all my parents' friends sharing misinformation about the world. And I'm trying to look at some dog memes. You know, like I, it's just not a destination. When I want to watch a streamer, I want to open an application to just watch a streamer. So maybe this is their attempt to create that culture around their streaming so it's available on your Facebook app or in the Facebook gaming app, but we're talking about Facebook being a a fractured uh, group, a fractured uh, business model. I don't know. It works for Google. Uh, I have a million Google apps on my phone and I'm not mad about it, but it's just different because we're just trained to think of Facebook different. Well, I think we're trained to think of social media different. You have Instagram, you have Instagram, you have Twitter, you have Twitter. Like you don't have to worry about juggling multiple apps for those platforms. YouTube is YouTube. Like, even YouTube gaming app, I think, got decommissioned. I'm not sure, or, or it's still there, yeah. but they kind of integrated it into YouTube. Yep. So, like, and that, and there's, you know, there's Google actually doing that, which, like you said, yeah, you can have a Google Docs and Google Sheets and Google, like, I get it. But my whole thing, and, and just to kind of tie this back around, it's the Facebook gaming app that we're talking about that launched today, is that I think you nailed it, right? The one thing this does do is if someone is that when people go live on Facebook, I now get this cool like 8-bit like coin sound in my phone that was that's like completely different and I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And I looked, I was like, "Oh, that's 
that's the notification when someone goes live. When some Now, I don't mean just on their phone. The idea here is, think about it this way. Let's just drop the idea that you can stream on your mobile phone because clearly it's not ready. Okay, you can do it. It doesn't look good. It's hard to interact with your fan base if they're watching you. And so it's, it's really broken in my opinion. But if you drop that out and you go, hey, here's a way to be able to, when Spidey2KX goes live, you can jump right into his stream and you can interact with them and then you can jump out and you don't have to worry about everything else that is Facebook bothering you. In that sense, as a viewing mechanism, it's it's good. It's better than what they had. And so when I look at it that way, I think, okay, cool, that's a decent it's a decent tool if I have those people I want to watch. Right? And so and I do have some people I enjoy watching on Facebook, you know, and I I will I believe I'll use this app instead of jumping in Facebook, going to my notifications, finding that Spidey2K went live, clicking on that, taking me into like a weird window that I can't really get out of. You know, here, I, I being on Android, I should be able to launch this app, split screen it, launch a secondary app, and really be able to multitask while I keep this stream up if I'm not here on a computer. So from that standpoint, it's okay. And I think, like they said, COVID-19 pandemic, they want viewership. They're, they're more focused on the fact of all the people that are streaming traditionally from their computer doing their normal thing. Now viewers have an, have an additional way to watch them. So how many people watch us on their mobile phone through the Mixer app versus the PC? Because I know my viewership on my personal channel, I have a very wide range of Xbox viewers, PC viewers, and then mobile viewers. And so this just gives Facebook that uh, a little bit better flexibility in that sense. And that's that's my only positive takeaway from this app launching today. Mickey, did you have anything else you wanted to add to this? Nah, I, I mean, to, to be fair, I think Facebook just needs to, to stick fair. with going with... Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> I think they just need to stick with doing what they do best, and that's um, you know sending me those game notifications when when uh, you know Mima runs out of corn to feed her pigs and all that stuff, and uh, and and, <laughs> and invading people's privacy. That's, that's what they need to stick with. Leave the games alone. That is the other interesting thing that they added to this app that 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 I, I don't I don't know um, how much he saw of it or he didn't see it. You watched me from a PC then, or how'd you watch me? No, I hopped in on my phone on my Facebook app. Okay, all right. So on the game, on the Facebook gaming app, there's a there's a tab on the bottom for games, and it's all tied around with like words for words with friends and all these like like mobile style goofy games that they're trying to like create a little like micro store within a store. Like I, I'm kind of confused how it works. It seems like Facebook games within Facebook that you can launch through the Facebook gaming app. Um, or at least it directs you to maybe the maybe the um, the Google Play Store or whatever to get it and integrate it where maybe you can have more of an interactive sense of uh, you know words with friends. But then in my mind I'm like, here's a game that is fun, but it's fun because you interact with your chat, you interact with with everything. But I if I don't have a computer and I'm just playing on my phone, how the hell do I interact with the chat again? So we'll see. We'll see what happens there, but that was an interesting extra tab that that you don't have on any other uh, platform app like that. You know, I'm sorry to uh, to, to backtrack. Um, what, you know what you were saying um, 
uh, about yeah, having to have extra equipment to see your chat. I was just thinking, um, like, you know, you got those people out there that will take that extra mile. Like, say if they want to, uh, okay, I want to be a mobile streamer, but I want to be the best. So I'm getting all the equipment that I need. So, yeah, I might get a tablet so I can stream mobile games and, you know, be the number one mobile streamer on um, on on Facebook. Like, I saw videos watching this guy, and he showed, like, what he did to be an IRL streamer. He spent tons of money just to stream IRL so he could have his own personal uh, uh, Wi-Fi. He had battery packs. He told how much money he spent. He's like, I don't recommend people do this. But he was serious about doing it. So, I mean, hey, if this is what people are going to do, I mean... Who knows? It might be for somebody, not me. No, but it's for some, some. You're you're right. I mean, we've seen what like Pokemon Go streamers do. They have 14 phones in front of them on a custom bracket, and they're playing you know, like, and they do all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, I get it <laughs> that someone will figure out a way to make the experience better. My point is, they shouldn't have to. That's my you're point. Right. Yeah, but but you're 100 percent right. Some people will. People will. I mean, I've I, I've been to packs where I've watched these people walk around with like it looks like they're the predator from the movie. They got these camera mounts on their shoulders that look like cannons, and they're like and, and it's and it's IRL cams that are on 24 seven. And you got this guy that's wearing a head this head contraption that's got a can a bar that comes off the front of it, and there's a camera facing back at him. So not only are you getting views of the show, but then you're getting views of his face, and he's got it all all built into his tablet with, with like you said, some giant battery that's strapped to his back that's going to explode and melt his skin off. But you know what? The dude's live in a network <laughs> in, in a facility that I can't even get a cell phone signal. So, so congrats to him. He did it. Just don't get him wet. It only cost $23,000 for that one day. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I did it. <laughs> uh, 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 content creators find a way. That's oh right. dear god all right that's that's our main topic facebook gaming app came out today on the uh, android marketplace if you're running an android uh device then feel free to give it a try download it jump in the discord join the discord today uh gamezilla media and if you are, are listening to us uh, on one of our platforms instead of the live show go to gamezillamedia.com and right on the community tab you can join the discord and uh, jump in there and let us know what you think of the app. Maybe you found a better use for it. Maybe you want to vent that you've been waiting for this app forever. And now it's here and, uh, you know, it's just not living up to the hype. All right. We're moving into the Zilla Bytes. We got, uh, we got a good uh, list of, of news here that we want to jump into. So um, let's just get started here. First up, PlayStation 5 supply is likely to be limited at launch. Higher price could lead to lower demand is a lot what's talk what they're talking about. But the big thing they're talking about is that um, it sold seven point uh, sorry it Sony sold seven point five million PS4 consoles uh, in in the same in the first quarter of its launch back in 2014 and or sorry 2013 I think is when it was but it was like 2013 into 2014 but anyways. They are saying that the PS5 will only have four to five million in that same period. They they are not they're it's not that they're saying they're not able to produce these uh, devices, but let's be honest, it's because they're not able to produce these devices. I think it's coming down to uh, NVMe drives, this, these custom NVMe drives with the speed and all the stuff they need, and limited resources, and then of course COVID nineteen crippling this the the supply of 
you know, it was already hard for them to get the supply. Now it's even harder. So, um, and I said three, sorry, uh, four to five, it's five to 6 million through the, uh, through the end of March next year. So whenever they launch this holiday mm-hmm. through March, five to 6 million where they had 7.5 million. So we're looking, you know, a decent amount changed. So the big thing here to talk about is that supply and demand on a next generation console is already hard. It's already, especially in that first quarter, it's already difficult to get one of these usually. Now, if it comes out at $600, $700, maybe, they, maybe there won't be a problem. Maybe you'll be able to roll in and pick one up. But if it comes in at the uh, suggested price, which they are believing might land around that $500 mark, um, just remember that the PS4 launched at $400. And that was actually one of the reasons why it did so well was it was it was the right price point compared to uh, the previous generation of PS3, Xbox 360, where they came out more expensive than the Xbox 360. And, um, with multiple skews and confusing, confusing, um, you know, uh, marketing where the Xbox 360 was cheaper and everybody jumped that way. And we saw, we saw that flip flop. We saw, we saw Xbox and Microsoft kind of get that lead out the gate and hold it for most of that generation until Sony finally turned things around late, late in the game. But my whole thing here is the, uh, the limit, the price point and our thoughts around the PlayStation five and a lot of the rumors and a lot of the things we're seeing are you starting to get a little worried with what Sony's trying to do here? Because I feel like Sony, you're kind of in a position with with what you did with PS4 that you don't have to do a whole lot besides just like what I would consider the status quo. Like you just kind of have to keep moving, and you'll be and you'll do amazing. Yet it seems to me like they are concerned about price, concerned about production, possibly have a heat a heat issue when you start adding all these things up you kind of look at this launch and you go uh uh uh-oh are you know are we on the verge of a delay are we on the verge of a failure are we on the verge of of piss poor sales like what you know what do you what do you feel mickey let's let's slide over to you first uh to be honest i mean i guess it's the whole current situation that just kind of affected me but it's like one. I'm not surprised that there's a, that there's going to be a a, a de- well, if there is a delay. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of a good thing with them getting so few consoles out into the wild. So if the rumors are true that that they will overheat, at least they'll have like the handful out and have the problem with those. And then when they get that next shipment in, which hopefully everything or well, things will start to be able to ramp back up with manufacturing everything, then those bugs will be worked out. And then everybody that's raging and having to fit online, um, you know, after they've had that, I'll go into the store and get my console and the bugs will be worked out. But yeah, uh, but okay, think- <laughs> hold on, hold on a second there. That that is that is like perfect world thought, okay? I, and I know we're gonna jump manufacturers here, but did did Microsoft fix their red ring of death in three months? Because I don't think they did. Nah, nah, no. it took them over three years to <laughs> yeah, stop. Yeah, three yeah, years. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to support that. Morons kept buying the Xbox 360. People, just like the okay, they were giant piles of garbage. It doesn't yep. matter if if Sony comes out and says, "Hey, this thing will set your house on fire." The PS5 will sell out. You do understand that, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You could call both sides whatever you want. They're they're fans. They're fans, and they're gonna buy it. 
Like, well, the the PS3 had serious heat issues at its launch, it, and people uh, still bought. Yeah, how many? Did, how many did we? How many did we replace with the Yellow Death at, at our work? How many oh. times did the Yellow Death hit us, and we had to worry and, and, and have it replaced by the Sony? Yeah. And then people would ask about it. We were told not to tell them. We're like, oh, you know, someone broke it. it it's, it's, yeah, we're just waiting. Damn on teens. Teens. Stupid teenagers. Youth. And looking at us like, aren't you a teenager? We're like, well, yeah, it was me, but I was just playing rock band way too hard. But anyways. Um, but uh, I was going to say, finish yeah. my thought. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I think Sony might still might take advantage of the, of the like, you know, of that two year gap. And I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, because like we said, and, um, well, like came out, I think was a couple episodes ago. We talked about how, um, how you're not going to really have to have to buy an Xbox right away to play the next gen games, even though, well, I think, think some of the games are going to be struggling on the current console, but you know, you've got that two year gap to get your stuff together if there are issues. Um, so I think that they might take advantage of that. Okay. I agree with you that there that there is an advantage there if they can harness it the right way. And and yeah. and Sony will do fine if they have Spider-Man 2, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, uh, obviously Last of Us 2. Like they're going to have exclusives and those ex- a lot of those exclusives I would imagine would hit in the first 2 years of the mm-hmm. system, okay? So that part I agree with. But here's the deal about people Okay, last gen or sorry, current generation that we're in right now, we saw a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X launch. Correct? Both both companies yep. decided, hey, we need a system that no one technically needs. Just like you're saying Xbox right now. No one needs an Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. No one needed a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X. Yet they both were very successful sold devices because people bought them because they wanted the better experience so if you tell me as an xbox owner that i can play on my xbox one x but but a game is going to perform better look better possibly have additional features in some way shape or form like um quick resume okay for example on the xbox series x then i'm gonna buy it and that's that's where i think like that advantage is still an advantage it's just not as big of an advantage as, as we but might you, think. But you also have to take it take into account too. Again, recent circumstances, uh, situations that some people might be in, people that have probably planned on getting, you know, dropping that five or six hundred bucks on that console, might not be in a position now to make that purchase. So, I mean, some of them might have to roll with what they have right now, or you know, who knows? You know, not everybody's going to be as fortunate as as we are. Uh, you know, coming out the other the other end. So I wonder I mean, if that that'll affect sales. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a completely different different point there. And yeah, I mean, people, there are people that are affected by it. But if Sony is going to release, you know, two to you know one point five to two million shortage. Yeah. Is that wait? Yeah, no, it's about five. So two point five to two million, or yeah, two point five to one point five million shortage, whatever. Um, it's gonna sell out. Like it's gonna sell out, and you know the Xbox Series X might not. Like it, it, if, if somehow Microsoft's like, we shipped eight nine million in the first quarter. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you can find one in the shelf. Doesn't mean it's bad, but mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah, you're right. S- sales could be affected by this, but um, 
I don't know about you, but I worked at GameStop and I've worked at Worst Purchase and I've worked at tech tech uh, retail stores and I've watched people make really, really piss poor decisions in life mm-hmm. where an Xbox was more important than their mortgage. And I really just don't think that's changed because when someone <laughs> wants to play video games, they want to play video games. And when someone wants to be you know, cool like their friends or or on the same level as their competitors or whatever they consider it, then it becomes like, as, as much as it's not a necessity, it becomes a necessity in their minds. And so, I don't know. I think next generation's too much hype to slow it down, to, for COVID to slow it down too much and unless COVID actually creates a delay. Unless we mm-hmm. go, hey, both these systems were supposed to come out holiday 2020 and they're not coming out till 2021 now. And, you know, they're going to be a March launch like the Switch was. And then in that case, you know, I don't I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people, they got their stimulus check and they literally set it aside and go, cool, there's my PS5. There's my Xbox. So, I mean, we'll see. But I think um, Sony has the opportunity to have an advantage with exclusive games if they actually release them in that window. And they will. They'll release at least a, a few but we don't know about a lot of those, so we'll see what happens. That was a Zillabyte that took too long, so we're going to move on. Sorry, Dad, I, you don't get to talk about it. That's fair. I had some good points, but uh, I guess people have to get Fine. me in the Discord. Fine. No, no. Give me your Zillabyte. best point. Give me your best point. You get one. My best point. Nintendo has been successful for a long time with supply and demand by undersupplying and crazy demand for products, and Sony could end up falling into the same situation. Let's go. That's a good point. Good point. Moving on to the next one, though. I don't want to even talk to you anymore. <laughs> Fortnite has launched uh, or announced its new its new uh, event coming up. It's called Astro World, and it's heading to Fortnite's virtual world. Epic Games revealed that the next in-game Fortnite concert will be headlined by rapper Travis Scott, uh, and it is set t- to take place across several days this week. Uh, this will be starting April 23rd and running through April 25th, depending on your location, uh, as far as the Americas, EU, uh, Asia, uh, Oceania, uh, all all different days. So um, you can check out their information directly in the game, honestly, or you can probably find it on every single outlet in the world if you're curious when the timing is for your particular location. Uh, Epic describes this... Um, First of all, the concert has a name. It's called Astronomical. Uh, Epic describes it as an outer-worldly experience inspired by Cactus Jack's creations built from the ground up in Fortnite. So, and Travis Scott will be debuting a brand new song. So this is, uh, you know, he with the limit again they're saying with the limitations of COVID-19 the virtual world has become a way for artists to be able to hold concerts and also um, be able to uh, release new material through video games uh, which is pretty it is very cool I've been a part of a couple events like this now in game events in world events uh, on Fortnite and I can say they're pretty they're unique they're cool um We'll see how this one all pans out, but it is interesting that they did this one differently than um, than previous concerts where it was all one event at one time and people had issues getting in, like the Star Wars event. Did I? Yeah, I haven't played <laughs> Fortnite since because that was BS. <laughs> but um, but the the issue, so the overall issue here is, or not issue, but the overall thought is they're breaking it up by locations, and that way they're not going to be just 
swamping all their servers all at one time, creating issues like they've had in the past. Um, I think this is it's a smart play uh, to see to see how it all pans out. But um, naturally, there'll be some in-game items tied to the concert as part of its new icon series, uh, which kicked off with the ninja skin starting on April 21st. The new Travis Scott skin, along with emotes and other items, will be available in-game. Players who attend any of the concerts will get an exclusive glider and loading screens. Uh, there will also be a new set of astronomical in-game challenges starting uh, tomorrow, April 21st. The uh, glider looks like a crazy roller coaster cart that has like teeth in the front of it, like a grill. Uh, looks pretty cool. And that's that's your free glider, and then you get some really psychedelic uh, loading screens that you can you know that you can uh, equip as well. So. Well, look at Dead Eye over there getting hype. Yeah, Dead Eye really excited. <laughs> One, I'm a Fortnite guy. Two, low key, I'm just a huge Travis Scott guy. Um, you know, I love the rap the kids are listening to. So, <laughs> so this is the ma- this is the second major like in game concert. We were talking about the Star Wars event and, and the Marvel event and, and all these things, but this is the second major in game concert. Obviously, the first one was last February, uh, which was uh, Marshmallow, and by last February, I believe actually it was. Wasn't it two Februarys ago at this point? It wasn't just a couple months ago. Anyways, uh, according to Epic, the Marshmallow Show uh, was the biggest in-game event in Fortnite history with 10.7 million players attending. Uh, Since then, like I said, uh, Fortnite events have included the record-breaking Black Hole event, J.J. Abrams stopping by to reveal the new Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker clip, which was horrible. Um, The clip. The clip was just god-awful. The event was fun, if you got in. Rub it in. (laughs) <laughs> it was so much fun so much fun but yeah this news comes as uh games like fortnite have become new venues for artists looking to connect with fans in the absence of traditional concerts minecraft in particular has become a hot spot again um as well as american football has uh, performed a show inside minecraft um yeah so there's other games you know jumping on this as well i think roblox is actually doing something here pretty soon as well so we're seeing a lot of these sandbox worlds that are um able to be manipulated into events with uh you know celebrities so yeah that's coming up if you're excited get ready it's uh in the next couple days next zillabyte switch shortages reportedly being driven by reseller bots Hey, you want a Nintendo Switch? You can't find one. They're sold out everywhere. People just buying them up. No. No, people aren't buying them up. Robots are. That's Fight right. the machine. So, uh, according to uh, Motherboard, which revealed a community of resellers using open source software to scan sites for new Switch listings, add units to their basket, and complete the checkout process faster than a human buyer ever could. Uh, the main tool used appears to be a free bird bot, but others were named, including ScottBot, Swift, and Phantom. And um, Phantom representatives told the site that it saw software used to, to buy over 500 switches in the last 24 hours. So if you go on eBay, so I, I kind of did a little extra research. I was like, I'm going to go buy a switch on eBay. I go on eBay, and I, I kid you not, I see these photo after photo of these switches that are just stacked. I'm talking 20 stitches, uh, switches stacked. Someone bought them all, and now they're selling for five, for three for four or five hundred dollars a pop. If you get an Animal Crossing one, it's seven hundred fifty bucks. 
that, like we've talked about this in the past about people that buy stuff just because they know it's going to be hot so they can turn around and sell it. But right now, this is like like we already talked we already talked about how that's shitty, right? Like you're 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 a shitty person, you're a bad person. Okay, if you're doing it right now, you're like it's like a hundred times worse in my opinion. These people want this because they they're stuck. They want they want an outlet. They need it, and you're and you're literally like taking advantage of them in a world where like we're trying to pass extra laws to make sure price gouging doesn't happen when you go into a store because a company has hand sanitizer and they're trying to sell it for $20 a bottle because they have it and you don't. And then someone can go run a bot, get 20 uh, switches, jump onto eBay, which has a terms of service on it and somehow get away with the fact that they're going to go and rip people off. When in all reality, that stock should probably be on the shelf somewhere and available to actual people that want this this thing. And the sad part is people are buying these on Facebook. Or, I mean, sorry, on, on um, eBay. You can go there and look at sold items and be like, oh my god. Like, used switches selling for more than new. New switches selling for more than what this next generation PS5 or Xbox One X is going to cost. It's just not not cool at all. And I the, the second Miggy sent this to me, I uh, I got hot. I got hot for sure. And I mean, Miggy, what do you think? Yeah, I knew that would get you. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't you know, I I'm gonna retract the my, from the from our first uh, Zillabyte that I think I think next gen is gonna be fine. Next gen's gonna be fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> Good point. But, Good uh, point. Yeah. But um, this is ridiculous. I mean, it's I mean, it's again, it's what humans do. You know, uh, I got excited because I found a four pack roll of toilet paper. This is what we have become. We hoard things. I mean, we just we just look out for for ourselves. I mean, I've got the money now. I want a switch. I would love to get a switch. I want to buy a switch. I'm not paying seven hundred dollars, five hundred dollars for a Nintendo switch when I can get it for one fifty or two hundred bucks. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, they need to like somebody needs to do something about this, put a stop to this and put these back on the shelf so everybody can get a chance to get one. Like I said, I would love to get one. I love to play Animal Crossing with you guys. Uh, some Super Mario and uh, you know some some of the Star whatever that's out now. I I, I want to switch, but I can't find one right now because people are greedy. It I've sucks. been I've been messaged personally by some people that I haven't talked with in a long time, saying, "Hey, you um, uh, you don't have an inside angle on a switch, do you?" And I'm like, "No, man. I, what do you think I What do you think I do? Like, no, I don't have an inside angle on getting you a switch right now. Like, unless I like <laughs> sold you one of mine. Like, but um, but that's Jeez. but it's interesting that some of these people and you know I feel bad. I'm not making fun of them, but like. I feel bad for that. That they're reaching out to me to sit there and be like, "Hey, do you know where I can get a switch?" It's like you should be able to honestly just hop online and get a switch. But again, mm-hmm. when when you got people buying fifty, a hundred of them at a time and just banking on them, and then turning around and double, triple, tripling their their you know their cost there, that's uh, God, it, it's just bad, man. I, I hate it. What do you think, yep. though? Join the Discord today. Let's talk about it in the uh, Nintendo channel, and you know, maybe maybe you disagree with us, but I think uh, you know, targeted sites include Walmart, Best Buy, GameStop, Amazon, all these. Like, you know, you can't find a, a product right now, and that's that's just. I think I think companies like eBay and and Facebook Marketplace and these these outlets that people are are trying to uh, you know utilize those are the groups that need to step up and say hey no 
during the during the COVID. You know, we let this slide during normal times, but during COVID nineteen, price gouging is illegal. You know, it, it's not you're not allowed to do it in, in most states because it's been, um, you know, basically put into a, a special focus when it comes to these orders that have been placed down on us. So eBay should step up and just and just stop it. But they're too greedy. They want their they want their ten percent, their twelve percent off the sales. They're making more money off Nintendo Switch than they've ever ever have. <clears throat> Anyways, next topic. Disgusting. Yep. Riot is expanding access to the Valorant beta starting today. That's right. You don't have to wait day after day after day like I did. You're gonna be able to get in even easier. Maybe. All Twitch streamers with access to the closed beta can now have drop keys. That's right. You don't have to be a superstar if you are like me and just a little guy. Uh, but you but you stream on Twitch because I don't. Um, you can actually enable drops. So Riot will make it easier to gain access to the closed beta on its popular new tactical shooter Valorant. Um, this was announced today. Now, now... Not just select Twitch streamers, but all Twitch streamers will have access to the game as far as uh, can can do the uh, the drops enabled for the beta access keys. So long as those streamers are playing, are actively live streaming the game and turn on the in-game drop feature. This should make it much easier for eager Valorant fans to gain access to the game by watching different streamers and not just the select few Riot has given early access to and partnered with for the key distribution. To do good by the game's fast-growing community, Riot says it's also gone through the thousands of the most dedicated Twitch users who've been eagerly waiting a key by watching streams day and night and manually giving them access. That's probably why I got mine at like four in the morning. They were like, holy God, look at how many hours this dude's put in already. But that's mainly because I just leave a tab up. But don't tell the riot that. Um, but yeah, they, they basically sent out a thank you, your thank you, internet, and thank you for your eyeballs. Um, as the blog post read by the lead producer, Anna um, Donlin, Donlin uh, the game and game director, Joe uh, Zeigler. So... In addition to the change in how the beta keys are dropped, Riot is also increasing its server load capacity by 25% to account for the spike in new players. Riot has also already banned a number of account sellers and are actively tracking more to ban. They are also tracking some uh, cheating that's going on in the game and starting to ban those accounts as well. Um, though the cheating is not rampant because, thanks to their anti-cheat um, tool that they have in place. But that is also creating a bunch of flat, uh, weird feedback because it turns out that anti-cheat runs 24-7 on your computer, even when Valorant's not launched, which is weird. <laughs> but yeah. So we just talked about Valorant breaking single-day records and everything not that long ago. But yeah, if you're still trying to get into this game, you have a much better chance. And uh, just keep an eye out for whatever streamers you're watching right below like their name and their title you should see a little bubble that says drops enabled as long as that is there then you have a chance to get a uh, to get access by watching them all right minecraft and our last zillabyte oh yes okay let's go let's go minecraft's let's go. Oh, rtx powered ray tracing arrives in beta this week this is the windows 10 beta that goes live on thursday uh, Microcraft, Minecraft's, <laughs> Microcraft, I don't know why I was saying that. Minecraft's cherished but 
um, rudimentary pixel art sandboxes are about to get a massive visual overhaul as Microsoft and NVIDIA are announcing RTX-powered ray tracing is coming in beta form to the Windows version of Minecraft later this week. Uh, the, be- the beta will begin... Um, or sorry, the, the beta is already out, I should say. My bad. <laughs> the beta is already out, and it will bring upgrades to lighting, reflections, shadows, and other key graphical elements to anyone using an NVIDIA GeForce RTX graphics card. This was first announced back uh, in last October, but only had a 2020, 2020 release date at the time, and now we officially have a beta where you can see, um, you, you can get your first taste of 4K resolution at decent frame rates, along with ray tracing in a game that, you know, I don't want to call it ugly, but it was very basic. And now this I'd is... I'd call it ugly. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, okay? Um, I never agreed to be nice. The <laughs> the rendering technique, once, once reserved only for post-processing of computer animated images, creates more realistic visuals by more accurately rendering the way a virtual environment is lit and the way the light moves throughout that environment. Um, but yeah, this is, it looks, I'm not going to lie, it makes this game look a lot prettier. Doesn't it? Holy shit. Like, I was blown away at some of these images. And I mean, all you have to do is hop on your computer and search Minecraft RTX Ray Trace, and you're going to find some crazy stuff in here. But um, yeah, it looks, it looks really nice. It, it looks nice enough for I was like, damn. Maybe I go play some Minecraft on my computer and build some cool stuff like, you know, like our, our um, so our Gamezilla community, we have, we have our, uh, one of our members, Danielle, who actually made a Death Star in Minecraft. And I was like, I want that to be made on the PC because now I want to see it in 4K with RTX ray tracing because I think it's going to look amazing. Because like one of the photos they show is a castle with like a with like a pirate ship in the foreground and two dragons flying in the air by the castle. And I'm like, wow, that looks actually really good. Sure, it's still blocky. I mean, it's still Minecraft, but it looks really impressive. And then anything that has like light casting through trees or through like windows or whatever that's when you really are like oh wow this is really cool um but yeah it looks really good and you know the the question that i have and and i haven't uh obviously tried it but how in a game that minecraft is a, is a simplistic sandbox game and and because of the basic visuals it it's not resource hungry does this add a lot of resource um requirements to it yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, from uh, what I was hearing, well, I was uh, researching over the weekend, doing and hearing people's feedbacks, it uh, does cause a lot of a uh, lot of. It's a resource hog, basically. Yeah, I can um, imagine. But I mean, just um, I, f- I forgot who I was watching. I don't know if his if his name was Mumbo Jumbo or or um, it's one of the other ones that uh, Owl turned me on to. Um, they tweaked with some settings turned down. I think it was like some was it some of the lighting or. I forgot what it, what uh, one of the settings was, but like after that, then he noticed a dip in uh, performance, and it was able to run a little smoother, and it didn't affect the, the performance and the look much anyway. So, okay. I need a twenty eighty. Yeah, I got a twenty seventy super, and you know it does really well with what I've thrown at it so far. But I think the problem, you know, the problem at that point comes down to. I right now have the one the one tower. So if I wanted to play this and stream it, does that start to become a problem? 
And oh boy. yeah, so as far as playing it, I don't think I have any problem being able to play this on ultra settings or whatever, but play it and stream it uh, from one unit, it, that's that's when you start to lose some, you know, even I, I see drops, obviously, even with Fortnite or whatever, uh, when I try to do that. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it looks really cool for Fortnite fans. I think it's, you know, it's just that next step of a, of a, of a game that's been out forever that's still evolving and still getting better, you know, getting better. So it, it'll be fun to mess with. It's a beta. It, one reason why it's probably resource hungry is they're still optimizing it. So, so we'll see it get better um, as time goes on. Anything on this one, Deadite? I know, I know you're really into it. Uh, it looks nicer. I mean, it's still Minecraft. I still don't like my, the way Minecraft looks, but I mean, ray tracing is a cool technology, and I'm looking forward to seeing that technology implemented in a game of Max Excited. Got it. All right. All right. Well, let's move into our discussion topic. And uh, that's been our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit GameZillaMedia.com where you can listen to all the podcasts, read all the blogs, watch all the YouTube videos, however you like to absorb our content. It is all at GameZillaMedia.com. But our discussion topic today is the question that I feel like it's been brought up in the past and we, um, we always wonder about it but it really comes down to is the console wars still a is it a viable discussion is it should it exist or is it just fueled by by a fan base by the fans of gaming and so you know i guess what we mean here is when you think about like the uh, the 16-bit, the 32-bit, the 64-bit race, all, all these things that really we grew up on and we remember reading all the articles of why one was better than the other and why one was ahead of this. And it's always been something. And as the gaming world has kind of merged into one clump and cross-play and cross-save and all this stuff has started to happen, um, you know, the question that Miggy brought up today was, does it matter anymore? And at first I was like, I think at first I was like, that's a dumb question. Of course it matters. <laughs> and then I was like, man, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it's just stupid because everyone yells about it and that usually annoys me. And then I'm like, but it does matter because of this, this, and this. And, I, and then I sat back. I was like, Miggy, I think this is a discussion topic because I literally just fought myself over it. <laughs> but we're going to slide it over to Deadite this time. Deadite, why don't you start this discussion off? What do you think about, about all this? What's your take on it? It's really interesting because when you look at the landscape of gaming today, you already kind of hit, hit it on the, kind of blending together. And you look at a Xbox one, you look at a PlayStation four and their merits on what they do and the games they play outside of exclusives are basically equal until you really get down into the premium systems and making sure that your TV spec'd out to take advantage of it. You know, you're really getting nitty gritty. And then you have Nintendo doing Nintendo's thing that at this point, everyone pretty much respects Nintendo for being Nintendo. So it's not the same as it was in 1995 when it's like N64 hype. No, I'm getting a PlayStation. Yeah, but I have a Saturn. And looking at how extremely different all those systems were, how different the games on them were, how different uh, the actual performance is, the availability, the the developers backing them, uh, the, the controllers were super different. There were so many things about 
the console wars in the late 90s and early 2000s that really made it more polarizing and maybe a little more exciting to be a fan of one system over another and fight for your system's you know merits nowadays it's it's not as apparent and it's i feel like the passion of that has sort of died down and now it's more pc gamers versus console gamers yeah i think uh you hit you hit a lot of the big topics there is that uh it's not as there's not as much wow factor as there used to be i still think the variation of say you said controllers i mean look at a joy con versus an xbox controller versus the new dual sense that we just saw like there's still variation and and sometimes it's 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 big but you know as far as what you're saying where it was like the 64 was still cartridge and then they were moving to disc, and why one was better than the other, and 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 all this stuff. And then you, even that following generation, you had the launch of Xbox. It was the start of Xbox, and why it was going to come in and and take over. And PlayStation Two didn't stand a chance, which we all know that didn't work out. And then the GameCube came in. We're like, we don't care what you're all doing. We got a whole nother idea, and they made this weird little cube with miniature discs. You know, there was a lot of variance, is what. You, and I agree with you. Nowadays, it's like okay it's all digital it's all it's all blu-rays it's all you know bluetooth it's all you're right it's all the same and there are slight differences and slight pros and cons but it's not as exciting now we're sitting here arguing about which system loads faster is literally i think the big focus right now on next gen who's nvme customized solid state drive is faster it's not, it's not a fun thing to argue about. <laughs> right. And, you know, and like, so technically that statement is, tr- is true in the sense of that is the war right now because they're both going to be 4K. They're both going to support this, you know, certain frame rate. They're both going to play 4K Blu-rays. They're both going to do all this crap. So then it really comes down to services exclusives and load times like that's really what i'm getting at right now and yes there are there is a power difference from the ps5 to the xbox series x currently based off of what we've what we know i get that but it's it's minor it's not you know we're not talking 40 percent power difference we're talking 12 to 15 percent maybe and so i don't know we'll slide it over to miggy what are your thoughts on this um, I don't know. It's kind of, uh, and it's kind of even had me, had me thinking, even though I posed the question, um, you know, I'm in a, in a couple of groups on Facebook and I saw one, this, uh, one, um, uh, was an anime group I was in where somebody, you know, where a few people tried to spark the, uh, you know, the whole console where it was like, Hey, you know, PlayStation's better than, better than the Xbox and this, that. And then you go into the comments and there's like a whole argument in there that somebody else did it. Then another group of me is somebody, you know, tried to start something saying the PlayStation was better, but it's like, if you step back and look at it, I mean, the, the question should be, Hey, which system, which console am I going to have a better experience on? Um, you know, like what kind of game should I look forward to? It, It shouldn't be, you know, the whole, uh, I mean, you know, the whole like this is better than this and your system sucks because the analog sticks aren't, you know, they, they aren't lined up against each other. That sucks or whatever. You know, it's 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 just, hey, we, we've, we've come a long way as gamers. We should be able to look at it and say, hey, OK, so I can play Ori in the Blind Forest, which is only on I think Switch 
and on Xbox, that looks like something I might have fun with or my kids might enjoy. Um, I can only, you know, I can uh, take advantage of Game Pass on the Xbox. That's a great value, which gives me, you know, experience, you know, which gives me variety of these games. PlayStation, I mean, I can get those AAA, you know, hot titles. I can get the un, uh, Uncharted, play that, God of War. Um, you know, just looking at it, stepping back and looking at it like that. And I think that's how I approach that. Like when that question is posed, you know, I fired back another question. It was like, well, well, what are you looking for? You know, if you're trying to determine what console to get, what are you looking to get out of it? What kind of games do you like? Tell me about yourself. And I, and that might just be in my, the old salesman coming out of me too. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think it's old salesman. I think you're a ga- you're, you're just a true gamer. Like, you know, like I sit back the same way and I own every system that's out right now. I own many, I, I have a, a vast collection, but I own no, Switch, do. Xbox, PS4, right? Let's just stay current gen right now. And they all have they all have their like purpose. They all have the reason why I own them. And so I man, I get no, super. Man, no lie. Your PlayStation 4 <laughs> doesn't have a purpose in your home anymore. Yeah, it does. It stays downstairs <laughs> to take up space downstairs. So I feel like it's furnished. <laughs> I have a spot for my PS4. It's right over here. I just haven't put it there yet. That last uh, Spider-Man PlayStation. It's a great, it's a great PlayStation. I, but you're <laughs> right. I don't use it a lot right now. But they all have a purpose. Okay. If a new mm-hmm. Spider-Man yeah. game dropped today, if a new God of War game dropped today, if Horizon Zero Dawn Two dropped today, you know my PlayStation would be turned on. That I, you can't argue that. You're right. So it's my exclusive player. That's what it is. My Sony system will be. I'll have a Sony system, and it'll be there for their exclusives. And then everything else I play on Xbox, and it's just it's just personal preference. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the Xbox Elite controller. I you know I like the Mixer community, which ties deeply into the Xbox platform. You know, not saying you can't stream other things on Mixer, people do, but Xbox dominates that platform for a reason. Is it's it's a Microsoft product. I mean, that's what it is. So I just play the game. You know, I just I just play the angles and. I like the controller. I like the system. It right now is the best performance out of a console because it has the most horsepower. I, there you go. That's where I. That's why I'm there. I have a super nice PC, so I can play games like Valorant and League of Legends and things like that that aren't available anywhere else. Uh, again, so PC kind of is another exclusive situation. The Switch, I play Mario on it and Zelda on it and Metroid on it. So like again, you know, I think. Everything has a point, and if you want to bash it, you're just bashing it out of like fanboy just hate. Mm-hmm. You don't have an excuse to do it, and the and and I'm so tired of the overplayed like, oh, PlayStation Four's or PlayStation's the way to go because they got the exclusive Xbox trash. It's like, right, but but I've watched you stream, and all you play is Warzone, which is crossplay, anyways, and is third party, so like. The last time you played, like that's that's the thing I get frustrated with. It's like your your point maker is because you get one game every five years that is exclusive. That's a point to own a PlayStation. Not arguing that it's not a point to bash another system because you don't like racing games, but I do. I go play Forza. That's my exclusive that you don't have. Like it goes back and forth. Oh, you're a platformer fan? Well, guess what? Switch has some of the best that no one else has. So they're the best, right? So for me, I just, I hate it. I hate it. I'm tired of it. 
buy what you want to buy, play where you want to play, and most of the mm-hmm. games this this coming generation, it's not going to matter because you're going to have to put up in, in the competitive scene, you're going to have to put it up and, sh- and prove why your platform is better than the other platform because everything's cross-play. You know, look at look at Call of Duty right now, for God's sakes. You got cheaters all over the PC where you got all these, co- you have console players turning off cross-play, try, trying to get away from the, play- the PC players because there's so many cheaters. Not because they have an advantage with a mouse and keyboard, but because they literally are cheating and console players are like i this is ruining the game for me pc gamers are ruining the game but that's 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 the god tier level of gaming we're all peasants compared to pc gamers why do they need to cheat so for me it just doesn't matter and i'm over it i i do get a little annoyed when i see it like I'll, i'll find a really good article about something random and then I'll go be like, oh, I wonder what people are saying about it. And the first comment is Xbox sucks, PS4 for life. And the next 500 comments are literally people commenting on that. Completely nothing to do with the article that I just read. That that comment section is supposed to help build on top of that article. Like, thanks a lot. This is why <laughs> I don't come to your website. Blank, blank, blank dot com. Three letters. You could, I think you could figure it out, but... Okay, like your your cheat CC. Yeah, yeah. Your (laughs) your comment section is pointless because all you do is allow this stupid just hate from from you know people that have no idea and of what they're talking about and don't care about anything. They just they just got their blinders on with their logo of choice in front of them, and they're like, "Yeah, baby, let's go, Atari. We're going all the way." Woo! Atari VCS. Let's do this. We're gonna take yes. everybody down this time. But um, and and real quick question: Why do you think fans are so loyal to? Them? I mean, what do they get? Of? It's not like they're getting the check written to them. Like, why do they? Why are they willing to die on the Xbox, the PlayStation, the Nintendo, the Atari Hill? Isn't that? Isn't that like? I don't know. Isn't it everywhere though? Like, think about. I mean, I'm sitting with a C9 jersey on, with C9 headphones on, sitting in a C9 chair. Like, and, and I'll sit there and defend my team in a way, and we can look at professional sports. Why, you know, why, why someone think that, why someone that lives in Michigan, the Patriots, their favorite team, because they're, because they've won so much and, and, and they'll live and die on a sword, you know, on the sword for that team. You know, brands, it happens, man. Like it happens. You, you, you get a good experience with something and you're just, you're in. And I think Nintendo, the reason why you have such a hardcore fan base there is they they started within the gaming industry. They started it, you know. Like the first time I played the game, it was like it was Mario. So like, I, I always want Nintendo to do well because I always think of my childhood. I always think of these good times I had, and so. I don't know. I think I think it just comes down to the fact that when you have a really good experience and, and you have memories that you want to hold on to, you don't ever want to see that company die or change. It's a reason why Toys R like when Toys R Us went down and went went super just shitty. You felt bad because we all grew up with Toys R Us. That's the brand of toys that we want to to share with our kids and 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 have that memory continue to go but instead my memory is i know the last item i bought from that store when the doors closed like that's that's my last memory of toys r us and that sucks Funko land i loved that place 
then got bought by GameStop and got turned into shit, and and they killed yeah. the name. You know, like you think of these companies that we did lose in shitty ways, and you go, well, that's why you lock on to a brand like PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox, whatever it is, is probably because you started there and you have some amazing memories and you have some, you know, some really good experiences that you that you know have. Uh, turns you a certain way to be that fanboy. I think I think another thing behind it is people don't like being wrong or re- or people don't like their their decision not being perceived as the Especially one today. A best decision ever. <laughs> right so now, and it's here and now that is so true. <laughs> so you bought a PlayStation, you spent five hundred dollars getting a PlayStation and a couple games and a controller. And you're like, yeah, man, I'm going hard on Uncharted, God of War. These are my games. I've been a PlayStation boy forever. And then you got your your buddies like, oh, dude, I bought an Xbox. Like, I got Game Pass. I got backwards compatibility. You're like, yeah, but it's stupid because why would I want Game Pass and backwards compatibility? <laughs> what I bought is the best because I bought it. Like that. That's part of it because you know if you if you're on the IGN forums, you're dealing whoa, with a bunch whoa, of whoa, whoa, whoa. You're dealing with a bunch of emotionally stunted morons who aren't capable. <laughs> I of, like how I outside. I like how I I like beat around the bush, like not gonna do it, not gonna do it, and and literally dead. I just got in his car and drove over the bush. <laughs> I'm running over all the all the mouth breathers that are in those forums making those comments, and, and like and that's what it comes down to. Like people need to feel like their thoughts and their decisions are validated when they're inconsequential to the world around them and they don't matter at all. So if you're, if you're angry and butthurt about a different video game system and you want to get on the internet and yell about it, I don't know. Maybe you're a loser. I don't know. Maybe people listen to this podcast and be like, these guys, they're losers because they have a podcast where they yell about video games. I don't know. But at least we at least we made our own platform so we could do it. <laughs> yeah, we're not That's using what... someone's forum to do it. Exactly. So. We 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 have an extra level of like credibility because we yeah. uh you know we 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 pay for our own hosting. That's right. So <laughs> we're louder and we have we want equipment. Yeah, it, it validates our yeah. opinion. No, I, I think that's part of it. Those people just don't they they just want to feel right even when it doesn't matter if there is a right or wrong. No, that's a good, really good point. Really good point, especially in this day and age. All right, well, that's our discussion topic today. You can continue this discussion by joining the Discord and let us know what you think about console wars and our opinions, and just hit up the Gamezilla podcast channel, and we can keep talking about it there. But uh, yeah, that kind of wraps this show up. We're gonna keep it moving. We're uh, we're pretty much on pace with our timing. So good job, gentlemen. We did it. Uh, Deadite, why don't you tell everybody about Patreon and all the other good stuff going on with Games of Media. Alright, so you know that if you're here listening to the Games of the Podcast, I mentioned earlier when I talked about uh, some of our perks, patreon.com slash Games of Media. Please consider going there, uh, throwing us a buck or two a month uh, to keep Games of Media free and available for you here on the internet. Uh, But, like I said, there are other shows affiliated with gamezilla podcast and they are all available at gamezillamedia.com uh that includes the last action podcast the legend of retro noobs and dragons and noiseland arcades uh i mean we're talking about podcasts covering simpsons action movies retro gaming and tabletop dungeons and dragons uh if you enjoy what we do please listen to our friends and our and our people that uh you know like we're not on those shows all the time 
Uh, they are hosted by other members that are our friends that we trust and we support them. Um, we all work together to make GameZilla podcasts. So go to GameZillaMedia.com and listen to the other shows. All right, and I didn't forget about it. I just put it in the wrong order, but Miggy, let's go ahead and start with you because I know you actually had a good one. Game, quick, quick, don't take too long, but quick gaming moment of the week. Go ahead. Uh, quick gaming moment of the week. Um, I thought you want to talk about your game, your update. Oh, oh, that one. Oh, I, I, I changed it, but uh. Oh my bad. Um. Oh, man, <laughs> but but uh, I mean, I guess I could go with that. I've, I've just been playing some uh, some Fallout seventy six. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I'm having fun. I think I think uh, that was the response from my wife as well. Is it surprisingly? It is. Uh, it is pretty good so far. I mean, I, it feels it feel, and I'm and I'm I'm walking ever so carefully. Like around my words, like somebody, like somebody shattered light bulbs and old glasses on the ground. I'm carefully watching my words and my steps. Um, it is a lot of fun. I, I'm enjoying it. It feels like a Fallout game. Um, it feels structured now. Like I, it, I'm, I'm having um, checklists of, of there's a reason of where I'm going to each each point um, to progress with the story. The people I talk to. The only thing that I hate. That kind of takes me out of it is when I'm in the middle of talking to an NPC and somebody that's a second player like runs along the background, um, you know, like behind him and I'm seeing other people in the game. I mean, it's just something minor, but um, I guess what I would say is all the people that bought it that actually spent their money on it um, to, you know, maybe jump back in, give it another check, give it another uh, go. Um, if you haven't bought it, even though I'm saying it's a lot of fun and it's good, don't buy it. It's The $40 is not worth it, um, you know, especially... You know, after the the debacle and how they, you know, how they did, you can go back and uh and research. I'm sure if you did like you know, like Fallout 76 controversies, you'll find a long list of stuff. Wait till it's on sale for like 15, 20 bucks. Um, garage sale, you can buy it secondhand, or they don't get your money. Um, buy it that way if you don't own it. But um, yeah, I'll probably be playing that for a little while. Very nice. That I a gaming moment of the week. I uh, I decided to make make the jump something I've wanted to do for a month now, and I finally remembered before I went to bed to download Warzone. So I actually <laughs> downloaded it because I knew the next day I w- uh, was going to link up with a, with a couple of the boys and and uh, and play a little bit of Warzone, a little, little game night. And the highlight for me came from there's two highlights. First off, the first time I killed someone in the Gulag, total rush because I'm capable. <laughs> I'm not good at shooters. I was okay at Destiny. Like any other shooter, I, I've been I'm pretty bad at, especially in these battle royals. I'm too panicky. Uh, but I'm in the Gulag and I just shotgunned a guy in the face, and I was like, Yeah, I probably just killed someone who's like nine years old playing Call of Duty when they shouldn't be, but I'm good, better than it? that kid. Um, so that was a rush, but I'm playing with the boys, uh, you know, and, you know, trying to get a hang of the game. I'm actually enjoying it. I I, I think I like it more than Fortnite or Apex um, just because it feels a little it makes more sense to me, I guess. It feels like it's more straightforward. But my wife came in and she was like, hey, is the TV antenna hooked up in the other room? Uh, I'd like to watch that Disney sing along that you said you were going to hook up the antenna for. And I'm like, oh, so, I, you know, I had I was like, here, here's the controller puts the headset on. I was like, you chat with the boys and they'll help you play Call of Duty. She's played like Overwatch like one time. She can't play shooters. It makes her dizzy. And I I run off to go try and get the TV working for her. And I was gone for a few minutes because it took me a couple different TVs to finally get the antenna up and working so she could watch the Disney sing-along. 
I come back and they're like, yeah, we won. I was like, what do you mean we won? Me handed the controller over and then my wife continued to play. They rezzed her back and the team ended up winning. And I only get to get half the credit for the win because my wife got the other half. Um, yeah, she won. And, uh, she won it. She won it. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she's right, a, right. she's a natural. She's gonna retire undefeated in Call of Duty now. It's a good call. It's a good way to do it. Well, um, I guess we have a new fourth for uh, when we run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Take Al. Don't take me. Yep. Absolutely. That's cool. That's cool to know. And uh, we got asked in the um, in the mixer chat. If I download Warzone on PS4, can I play with you guys on the Xbox? It's cross-play, so yeah, you can play with Xbox, PS4, PC players all across. So yeah, um, that was the reason we cool. played it. Is yeah. three of us owned PlayStations and one of us owned Xbox, and it was like, well, we could all play this game for free and actually play together, and it's not Fortnite, so let's do it. So yeah. that was the motivation. So then that's really cool, and we're gonna see a lot more of that next generation. That has me excited, uh, and more reason to not have a console war. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my gaming moment is simply, it happened last night. It was insane. I decided to play stream um, some Forza Horizon 4, and I don't really know what happened, but I, I was just streaming, and a few people were talking in the chat, and then someone said, wow, you have a lot of people watching, and I turned to look, and I had like 200 people in my stream, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. And for about an hour, I held that number, and then it dropped down to like, I don't know, 20, 25 people. I was like, this is a really good night. This is a really good night. And then I got some hosts from some of the big, you know, from, from some of the big content creators went in the Forza community. And before I knew it, I had 350 people hanging out with me for a 10 hour stream of Forza Horizon. And I had all these people join me in game. And we got, I got, I got for the first time ever, I got all my seasonal events done because I was racing with, I kid you not, top 25 in the world when it comes to some of these records in Forza that's who I was that's who I was racing with and and they were you know helping me out a lot <laughs> obviously but I got all my seasonals completed which every week is a season in the game and as you get all your seasonals you unlock cars during that season but you also earn an overall four season like um festival that have even rarer cars that you can unlock so I'm set up now where if I, as long as I stick with it over the next couple of weeks, I can actually earn some of those cars for the first time uh, ever playing this game. So it was a lot of fun. I, I think I hit 13th on Mixer, like 13th highest streamer on Mixer at one point, And I was the number one Forza Horizon streamer on Mixer almost the entire night. So it was, uh, it was super cool. And I met so many cool people and, I uh, just want to thank everybody. I want to, you know, I know, I know some of them are here tonight. So I wanted to thank you for coming on over to the podcast, hanging out with us here. And I just, again, it just shows me that the mixer community is just amazing. It is really cool. I had with all those people, I had zero problems. I didn't have a single problem other than just people wanting to like chat and wanting to like coast. Like I had things where I was like, Hey, I can't do that. I can't do that. But no, like trolls, no assholes. No, it's just, it was amazing to have that many people come through. So thank you so much. That was my gaming moment of the week, but all right, we already got everything else out of the way. So guys, this has been episode three Oh nine of the games little podcast. Thank you again to all of our patrons 
Thank you to everybody that's hanging out here on Mixer.com slash GameZilla Media. And remember, you can listen to this show live. If you missed the front end of it or something, you can listen to it live. Or sorry, you can listen to it on all the podcast outlets. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, uh, Google Podcasts. Wherever it is you listen to a podcast, we're there. Just search GameZilla Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. But um, thank you, everybody. We're gonna we're gonna end the show here, and um, just remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, Deadite, Xbox sucks. And Miggy, Genesis does what Nintendo's. Game on. <laughs>